Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello, welcome to the following on podcast with myself, John Norman, and Steve Harmison, bringing you all the reaction to England's latest heavy win. This time over Bangladesh, they've gone two from two. They're two points clear at the top of Group One, and let's uh, look net run rate might take them through. If anything else, uh, another dominating um, performance from England. Plenty to assess uh, with myself, John Norman, and Steve Harmison here on Following On. Story of the day. Okay, Harmy, another uh, another punishing display. Tell you what, there isn't a team in world cricket that wants to play England right now. Um, <clears throat> this time, coming up against Bangladesh, who won the toss, decided to bat first, which might be a little bit of a surprise. And uh, Moeen Ali, once again, taking two wickets in the power play, three in total. Chris Wokes, four overs, gave it to us 12 runs. Ridiculous. Uh, good diving catch from Adil Rashid. Uh, Tamal Mills, two wickets in succession towards the end, um, as well as one in the middle. And really, Bangladesh, a bit like West Indies um, and a little bit like India against Pakistan, never, ever getting away from um, England or or Pakistan. Uh, Livingston, another two wickets as well. And then when England was set a total of 125, never in doubt. They were uh, 90 for one at the 10 over stage. Jason Roy taking player of the match awards, although not on Crick Info, I saw. Uh, 61 from him and uh yeah absolutely fantastic stuff from england i mean uh i mean what 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 do you say i mean that well there's plenty to say but first off england have come up against two sides in west indies and bangladesh completely different sides played at different times of the day but they have absolutely dominated both from ball one there's plenty to take heart from in that i would suggest yeah, absolutely. They've been they've been fantastic. Um, you mentioned net run rate at the start of the show. Net run rate is not coming into England. There's nobody touching England in this group, not in that form. Um, and I can only see England getting better. I think the difference between England and Pakistan is Pakistan are a side who are evolving. They've got good cricketers, great cricketers. They've got a good team, so they've got a good team spirit. They've got an idea of the game plan they're trying to perform and do. Um, 
but when it comes to the pressure situations of later on in the tournament, back into the group stage, and then towards the eliminator, then can they crack under pressure? I don't think this England side will. I think this England side have got they're a well-armed machine who just just keep pushing people aside. They, they murdered um, the West Indies by you know, and, and it was it wasn't even a contest, and this wasn't even a contest either. You know, one twenty-four. It wasn't a bad surface. It was a decent surface. It was probably a 160, 170, 65 surface. But to win with six six overs to go, um, look, I think England are going to take some stopping in this group. I don't think I don't see anybody even in the group of death because we've got all you know test player nations in this group. I just don't see anybody getting anywhere near close to England. They've got all bases covered, and if they really wanted to, they could strengthen their bowling because their batting doesn't seem to... Their, their batting hasn't had the, the game time that they would, they would like, and I still think the one possibly one too many heavy in the batting department, not, not for me. I just think this team is... A, whoever England put out, the confidence and the, the aura factor is just too big for the opposition at the minute. And what about Liam Livingston as well? You make mention of the fact they may be one bat, batsman heavy, but if he keeps taking wickets, you know, he only needs to bowl two or three overs. Um, he he has come in, and as things stand, and again, it, it has been very straightforward so far. There will be big challenges to come, Australia mm. on Saturday. Likelihood is England will pl- face India in the semi-finals if results continue as you'd expect. So huge challenges to come. But Liam Livingston's come in; he hasn't even hit a run really. Um, but he's made he's he's done damage with the ball. I I didn't really see that one coming. I, well, I think we we seen that he was going to bowl. I don't think yeah, we've seen that he was not... going to bowl as well as he Exactly, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, when I look at this, John, I, a lot of Liam Livingston's success with the ball has come down to the seamers at the other end and the pressure the seamers have put on. You run up and hit the, hit the deck hard, back of a length, or in and around length, top of the stumps and bowling straight. On these surfaces, it seems to be very, very difficult not just to hit boundaries, but to score off. There was 52 dot balls. Out of 120 balls, there was 52 dot balls in that first inning for Bangladesh. And that was largely down to Chris Wokes, um, Tamil Mills, Chris Jordan bowling top of the stumps and saying, boy, it's hard to score on this surface. You can't get me away. The fielders are right on top of you. England fielder like demons. They caught very, very well, and they bowled hard into length. And it was it was difficult to to rotate the strike and manoeuvre the ball into gaps. So, from that point of view, then when the spin comes on, you have to score. You've you've, you've got no option as a as a as a batsman. You know, you're playing twenty twenty cricket. We have to score off the spinners. They've got a, they've got away with Rashid in the nineteenth over, when Jordan possibly could have bowled it. But Livingston cashed in when batsmen were were trying to were trying to play across the line and have a go at him, and he, he he came off, which was which was great. You can add Mark Wood into this equation, and all of a sudden England have got. That's the only reason I'm saying possibly one batsman heavy. But even when I look at that and think, look, Wood comes into the equation, and who does he come in for? Well, the obvious answer is David Milan. But when you look at the surfaces that we're playing on now. David Milan batting at number three of Butler and Roy get off to a start and strike rate of 110, 120, holding an end and having a, and, and, and accumulating runs, 
getting 45, 50 actually could be the, the, the answer for what England need when it comes to building an innings of a 160, 170 to win a cricket match. So I just look at the side and I just that's what I'm saying. I think they're a well-owned machine where they've got all bases covered and they're going to be difficult to beat. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, um, just to concur with some of your points, look, Bangladesh are a touch team. You know, West Indies are all or nothing and we saw it was nothing in the first match. Bangladesh, they are built to rotate the strike. They're built to yeah. take the singles. They're not built to clear the boundaries. They didn't either. And I'm not sure if your 52 dot ball um, statistic involves the dot balls that occurred when wickets were taken. If it doesn't, that's over half the deliveries. 61, including the nine wickets, over half the deliveries were not scored from. That is an incredible uh, feat, uh, even if it isn't, even if it does include the nine. But um, yeah, I, I, was, I was impressed again. And Moeen Ali taking, the, taking the, a couple of overs, three overs in the power play again. I, I kind of assumed that wouldn't happen. It did, so a little surprise there. Um, although they do did have one left-hander in their, in their top two. Uh, and then Rashid brought in a little bit earlier than what we saw against West Indies. Yeah, and I think that was just down to Rashid coming earlier, was down to the way England's seamers had created pressure and Owen Morgan's brilliant ability to read a game, knowing that the opposition are behind the run rate and who to chuck on. Well, we chuck on a spinner who can turn it both ways and good luck hitting this one out of the park. And that, for me, is the brilliance of Owen Morgan. Um, but Mo, again, I, I, I was chuffed a bit. So again, I was, I'm pleased again for two guys in this in this group. Well, I could say three, but yeah, everybody's always pleased for, for Chris Wokes, the way he bowled. I thought he, he bowled very, very well. I didn't expect Mo and Ali to take three overs in a power play against, against a, an Asian side. Um, and I thought, you know what, we might have a game on here, 10 off the first over, but he came back brilliantly with two for eight off his next... He's next two, and, and I was really pleased for Moen again, uh, as well as I was for Jason Roy um, when he came out to bat. But when you, you, you your bowlers are setting the tone in the power player, what were Bangladesh twenty seven for three in the power player? That's that's nearly game over. You, you, you're twenty runs short in the power player. All of a sudden, you're five runs short in the middle, and you end up being thirty runs short at the end. I, again, like you, you mentioned right at the very start. You know, teams of getting behind the eight ball in, in the contest so far since the Super 12s have started and haven't been able to get get back into the game, never mind get try and get ahead of it. And uh, on Milan, he was always going to be coming in, like he was padded up, ready to come in. But I just thought, you know what? It kind of makes sense him coming in once the power play's over. Could you not just have him and Bairstow padded up as the wicket falls in the first four or five overs, six overs, Bairstow goes in? And if it doesn't, then Milan goes in. Absolutely. And I think that is what I think England are, are thinking of now. Uh, you looked at the, the bench when Milan and Bester were in. Mo and Ali had his helmet on. Liam Livingston had his helmet on. Owen Morgan had his pads on. So I, I, I tend to think that I think Milan, if Milan had got out, Moen was going in. If Bersto had got out, Livingston was going in and Morgan would have batted seven. I just think this, that's how flexible this side is, that they all understand the game. They're experienced cricketers. They've played countless amount of T20 games around the world in these sort of sur- surfaces that they understand. And I think, it, it, again, going back to Morgan's leadership, I think he understands situations so well that he can put his... It's like his, his game of chess. 
he can put his pieces in in the game when he needs to, and he knows for a fact he's got full confidence in which piece is going in to to play in uh, what situation of the game he needs. Moment of the day. So, moment of the day, Harmy. I don't mean to spring this on you, but do you know who um, Ruben Trumpleman is? He is the as he is a left arm seamer, left arm spinner for Namibia, isn't he? Yeah, he is, and he's just taken three wickets in those first four deliveries. In has uh, he good on him against Scotland? Good on him. <laughs> we he he bowled he bowled, he bowled well in the in the early part of the tournament, the the qualifying part of the tournament, um, and I think he got whacked against. Did he get whacked in the in the last the last group game? Um, but he he was tipped as as a you know a, a very very good option for for Namibia, but Scotland lost Kyle Kurtzer on the on the morning uh, on the afternoon just before. And when you lose your captain in the build up of a game, um, it just knocks your preparation. And I just wonder if Scotland losing Kyle Kurtzer, then losing the toss, is, uh, was was something that they're not going to recover from. Well, they were. Uh... They were two for three at one stage, and they're now they're not 13. recovering them. <laughs> they're now, well, they're now thirteen for three, so uh, a recovery of sorts. But when you consider they've still got to play India and Pakistan in their group, well, at least they had the, uh, the, the they they had last week, didn't they? Um, yeah. In terms of uh, moment of the day for England or Bangladesh, anything that springs to mind? Do you know what? I'm going to go with me little, me little leg spinner, me little pal, Adil Rashid. I thought that catch just set yeah. England off. I just thought he set England off. Again, like I'm, I've done I've done two moments of the day in the England game so far. They've both been catches, and I think both just got England off to a good footing. West Indies, Moen Ali started him well. And then Adil Rashid taking that catch just just got England going again. So for me, my moment of the day was Rashid getting England you know, off to a good start and getting them in a position. But I've got to give it... Uh, now nah, I'll change my mind. I've got to give it to Jason Roy. If there was one person I was worried about in this batting unit, in this World Cup, on these surfaces, I'll be honest, it was Jason Roy. I thought the way he's played against spin in the recent times... On these surfaces, I thought he might just be England's weak link at the top of the order. And I've listened to his man of the match presentation. And when he spoke, I had such a smile on my face thinking, yes, well done, kid. Because he's saying, I've learned a lot. I've worked hard in preparation for this tournament to play against these bowlers on these surfaces. Because I know it was something I needed to work hard on. And that tells you everything about this England cricket team. A player like Jason Roy, who is a phenomenal hitter of a cricket ball at the top of the order, who's got you know very, very good stats in 2020 cricket, has worked knowing he had to work hard on a weakness part of his game. And he's actually come good right at the very start of the tournament. I think the IPL has helped him because he did well for the Sunrisers when he got in the side and he's kicked on. So fair play. Well done, Jason Roy, today. What is going to happen tomorrow? Okay then, Harmy. Australia next for England. How do you see it? Uh, good time to play Australia. I think Australia. It's also a good time for Australia to play England. I think because I think Australia have got a very good side. I think they've got a well balanced side. 
But I think their competition game time has been very little through the pandemic. And I think they'll get better as the tournament goes on. But you can put India in front of me for England at this moment, moment in time, the way they're playing. And I think they'll they'll be anybody at this moment uh, in in opposition. So I can only see an England win. I really can. And it's not because I've got three lions tattooed on my chest. It's because I think the way England are playing at this moment in time, I don't think there's a team on this planet can can can, can come close to them after the way they've just performed against Bangladesh and the West Indies. Brilliant stuff, Army. We'll look, following on podcasts, we'll be back following that game. See what we did there. Um, as well as every other England game, as well as some of the big uh, matches involving India. Um, and we will see. We'll see how the uh, how the, the games divvy themselves up. But for now, thanks for listening to the following on podcast here on TalkSport. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.